You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you're smiling. Hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to today's show. For today's podcast, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo dot co. And a matter of fact, don't forget to go on ahead and tell them that Movie Loves Unite sent you. lovers and welcome to today's show for today's podcast i'm gonna be talking about the summer of 84 this movie came out in 2018 and if it wasn't for a little podcast called film on the rocks i probably wouldn't have checked this movie out this movie would actually be under my radar and this movie is actually streaming on shutter right now if you haven't seen it i strongly recommend that you guys check that out i'm going to be doing a review on that then i'm going to be talking about bell and ted face the music this thing was supposed to be kicked off on August 12th and now got pushed back to August 28th. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. Then I'm going to be talking about AMC Theater delays openings for movie theaters due to the coronavirus. I'm going to explain what I think about that. Then Unsolved Mysteries is actually going to be rebooted and on Netflix this Wednesday. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on Unsolved Mysteries being rebooted and also going to be streaming on Netflix. So, with further ado, let's go on ahead and get into the show. So, as I said before, The Summer of 84 is one of those movies that I didn't even expect to actually check out or anything like that. It wasn't because I didn't want to or anything like that. It's just because I never even heard of Summer of 84 up until Film on the Rocks posted something on their Instagram where they actually did a review on it. And, you know, I always take in consideration whenever another reviewer tells me to go ahead and check out a certain movie because they said that they think that they that I would actually like it because of the fact that I love Disturbia. I also like uh, movies where it's just a one-room kind of feel to it where the characters are not really doing much. They're just staying up in one room versus going out everywhere. But in this case, the kids actually go out on their own adventures and stuff like that. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. But... You know, the thing that I really loved about it was the fact it is set in the 80s. It does have that 80s vibe to it. It kind of has that Stranger Things kind of feel to it as well. And that's something that I really took in consideration is the fact that it does feel like a Stranger 
things kind of movie and everything versus a TV show, but it's actually something that is totally different from Stranger Things. You're dealing with sci-fi elements and horror elements in Stranger Things versus something that could actually happen in real life. And that's something that I really have to say that I liked. As a matter of fact, this actually feels like the movie from 19, the 1980s called Fright Night, which is actually about a vampire that's actually living next door to this kid. This kid believes that his neighbor's a vampire, and he goes into the full throttle of trying to investigate if he's actually a vampire. Now, with this movie and everything, it's just like Disturbia in a certain sense. It's just not set in today's time. It's set in 1984, and it's about it centers around these kids who are going on their own adventures, and also, too, the kid is actually thinking that his neighbor's a serial killer, which is, surprise, surprise, sounds kind of like what Shia LaBeouf went through and everything, but these kids are not on house arrest like Shia LaBeouf is. It doesn't even feel like a rear window kind of thing, although there might be a little tip of the hats to rear window and disturb you a little bit, but... Anyways, it's about this teenager named Davy Armstrong. He's a conspiracy theorist who begins to suspect that a neighborhood police officer is a serial killer. With the help of from these friends, Davy launches a daring investigation that soon turns into turns dangerous. Now, Graham Vern here, I think that's how you say his name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but he plays Davy Armstrong. Then you have Judah Lewis who plays Tommy Eats and uh, then after that, you actually have the other friend played by Corey Grutter, who plays Andrew. Well, Curtis Gutter Andrew, who plays Curtis. Then you have Tara Sagova by Nick plays Nikki plays Nikki. I'm not even going to pronounce that last name because I've been butchering the last names for like the last couple of minutes. But then we actually have this other actor who is actually a young actor, just like the other cast members that I just mentioned. But he's actually played in TV series like Hunters. He played in uh, Logan Lucky. He plays. He played in a bunch of other stuff. And that is Caleb Emery. If you don't know who Caleb Emery is, he's actually the best friend of the kid who played, who was in Hunters who winds up getting killed in the comic book shop. So there's that. So anyways, I love the fact that these friends are actually investigating this guy who's who's supposed to be a serial killer who actually works for the police department, which is also kind of hard to do, considering the fact that this guy is actually, a, every single day he does repeat the same patterns, but it's also kind of hard to try and figure out if this guy is actually a good guy or not a good guy. Is Caleb just going on ahead, going off the cuff, if he's just imagining certain things actually happening, if he's just being a kid? And then also, too... He's also, this guy is also a cop, which also makes it 10 times harder to actually say that this guy is, you know, is being a serial killer. And then although he does do certain things that actually makes you question if he is a serial killer or not, he kind of does remind you of the killer in Disturbia. This guy loves to plant uh, certain things and stuff like that. He actually does plant flowers. He does like his planting a little bit too much for him to actually be outside, if you know what I mean, but, you know, Caleb and them, they go on ahead, they try to investigate him, they actually go on, they actually go as far as trying to break into the guy's house, getting G.I. Joe walkie-talkies to try and get some type of surveillance, because don't forget, this is the era of the, of the fact that they don't have 
any type of iPhones or anything like that to where they can actually record anything that's going on. So they actually think of the idea of actually using the old G.I. Joe walkie-talkies, which actually sucked because I remember actually having a G.I. Joe walkie-talkie and the fact that that didn't even work. Well, at that point, the cop is even questioning him as well, questioning Caleb and everything, because he's like, well, do you want to come in? I have actual real walkie-talkies that are actually retired. And at that point, Caleb is still kind of hesitant. He still doesn't know if he can trust his neighbor or anything like that. He just knows that this neighbor is up to no good and there's something to be feared about. Then stuff goes awry, kind of like what Shia LaBeouf does. He goes, he finally winds up getting caught by his neighbor by looking into the into the window and the neighbor's actually looking at him in, bin, in binoculars. I know this might seem like a paint-by-the-numbers kind of movie where you've seen this stuff before, but the way that it's actually done is really clever. It's really good, especially when it's set in the 1980s where, you know, they actually have to use walkie-talkies to talk back and forth to each other. They actually have to try and investigate certain things differently than what we can what we do now in today's time and that's something that I really took note of because I felt like that was actually a good way to actually incorporate them into some type of imagination and then also too you have the other friends that are actually tailing the cop whenever he's buying soil and he's doing all this off the wall stuff that actually does look like stuff that a serial killer would actually buy and then also too he does some other stuff with the soil that, and everything where the point is the soil is not even in the back of the cop car anymore. They don't even know where the soil is even at. There's that little mystery element as well. You're actually wondering if these kids are actually going to make it out through the whole entire movie or not or if they're going to wind up dying or if their neighbor is even uh, a serial killer at all. Because of the fact there are kids actually missing in this neighborhood. It kind of has a little bit of an it kind of theme where kids are actually going missing. They don't know what ha are happening to these kids. They keep on disappearing. They keep on dying. They don't know anything that's going on. So I like that whole entire thing. I really love this movie for what it is. The camera angles is really good as well. Because of the fact that when you... The way that, you know, whenever the Caleb is actually looking into the room. You know, one minute you don't see you see the neighbor, then all of a sudden you just see him peering back at him with the binoculars, which is like an oh my gosh kind of situation where Caleb actually has to hurry up, duck down, make sure that he wasn't seen. Then you also have the other neighbor who is actually the next door neighbor who happens to be a girl, which also has a little bit of a disturbia kind of feel to it though too. And the girl's parents are actually going through a divorce and she also used to babysit Caleb too and she's trying to make moves on Caleb it's actually pretty good on how she tries to make moves on him she knows that she's watching her and everything and it's also kind of like this she I feel like in a sense that she wants to be watched because of the fact that the window is actually open even though I'm not a pervert or anything like that it's just the way the character actually is perceived in the show itself but that's what it seems like to me is like she knows that she's being watched and everything even after she spots them watching her and everything and she still comes down to see Caleb and she still makes moves on him and she's totally into him and everything and also gives him some confidence self-confidence as well with his friends because his friends don't think in a million years that Caleb even has a chance at being with her or anything like that then whenever you know she's taking care of the neighbor's uh cats or whatever 
she winds up asking them why are you even in his house or anything because they were actually broke in to see what was going on to see if he's actually hiding any bodies or anything like that so there's that aspect and she's totally into him she gives him the confidence that he actually needs that he can actually get with a girl versus his other friends who are pretty much not the type of people that would actually have a chance to have get a chance with this kind of girl there is a like i said there is a character in here that actually plays one of his friends As a matter of fact if you actually think about it the guy like i said this guy named tommy who actually is one of his other friends you can definitely tell he's kind of like has that sean hunter from boy meets world kind of thing where he's actually kind of this juvenile kind of thing where he's actually trying if uh to basically get away from his parents because his parents are always constantly fighting so he always finds a way to try and crash at one of his other friends houses so i actually like the fact that they actually put a little bit of a background on his friends too because not everybody is always happy and go lucky and it also goes to show you too that while the next door neighbor is actually going through stuff his friend is also going kind of through the same thing but they're always fighting and constantly going through domestic abuse and stuff so it's actually kind of going hand in hand and there's a line that i actually like in this movie where the girls where caleb winds up telling him just because you see smiles on other people's faces it doesn't necessarily mean that they are happy it could mean that they are actually unhappy so i actually like that whole entire aspect where yeah they might be happy and everything but there's always something going on behind closed doors so i actually like that and like I said, this movie is very suspenseful. It's actually relatable. I had a really good time watching this film. This movie's a lot of fun. It does have a lot of 80s nostalgia to it, especially whenever you look at the t-shirts that the kids wear, the music as well. And even though, let me just tell you something this too. The music also kind of feels like a Stranger Things kind of vibe to it. Like you could definitely tell that the, uh, the director actually used a little bit of a theme to where Stranger Things is and everything. But... The show is actually pretty good. I have to, not the show, but the movie is actually pretty good. I strongly recommend that you guys actually check out Summer of 84. It's now streaming on Shudder. Shudder is one of those places that I decided to check out because if you love horror movies like that, the way I love horror movies, this is actually well worth it for you because here's the thing. You can put in a promo code and you can get like uh, 30 days. That's what I did, but I don't have the promo code anymore, but you know, you can sign up for like a seven-day trial and everything and check out the streaming service for for horror movies. And this is actually the best place to actually watch a horror movie. So that's what I recommend that you want. If you love horror movies, check out Shudder. Shudder is a fantastic app and everything. As a matter of fact, you can even watch it on your TV, your smart TV as well. Because even though it's not available on PS4 yet for streaming services or anything like that for shutter or anything like that you can use it through uh apple air or through uh screen uh mirroring as well for your tablet or your samsung phone so i recommend that you guys check out the shutter app whenever you guys have a chance so bill and ted face the music it was supposed to come out on august 12th and surprise surprise it's now pushed back to August 28th, just like Tenant is actually pushed back as well. And as much as I love Christopher Nolan, as much as I love his films and everything, and it just goes to show you that even the fact that he has powers at B for at Warner Brothers, even Warner Brothers is telling is putting the brakes on him and telling him, look, we need to actually put this push this movie back a little bit further 
and everything so that we can get people back in the theaters again. And if we if we keep on trying to push this even further for people to go see, especially with the spike up right now, it's not going to do as well. And not only that, but especially whenever you have to skip a seat in each section of the theater and then you also have to do social distancing, like I mentioned, there's actually no uh, reserved seating at all. So therefore, it's not going to be a packed theater. So therefore, it's not going to generate enough money for it to actually make the money that it actually needs. And I know you're probably thinking, well, why do I care about how much a certain movie makes or anything like that? It actually helps keep the lights on in the movie theaters, and it also helps with the box office numbers. Even though the movie theaters only make a third of what the tickets actually bring in, it still helps a little bit with um, actually keeping the lights on a little bit, but they actually make their bank with the concession stands. But, you know, that goes hand in hand where you can make a third and then also make whatever you make off the concession stands to keep the lights on. So there's that aspect to it. That's just like Bill and Ted face the music now. I like the fact that they actually moved it back to August 28th. I know this thing may seem frustrating and everything because of the fact that with this coronavirus, I understand your frustrations because I'm frustrated too because I really want to see Bill and Ted face the music in theaters. And I hope they don't do a digital release. I even said that before. But with this coronavirus mess and until we actually do social distancing, until people actually stay home or wear a mask to where we don't have to close up shop on everything that we have, especially everything's opened up now, I feel like wear your mask, do do your social distancing, use your Germex and everything, and you're going to be fine. But some people are thinking that they're invincible, like Wolverine to the point where, oh, I don't need to wear a mask or anything. I don't need to do social distancing. I, I don't need to go on ahead and uh, put Germex on my hands or anything like that. Yes, you do. You really do. Especially with me working in the health facility and everything else, you know, I feel like that you actually do need to do all those procedures so that way you don't get other people sick. And even though you're not showing symptoms, there are signs that you can still get the virus and everything, even though you're not showing symptoms. I actually witnessed that firsthand. And it's a scary, scary thing to actually go through. And even my grandmother had the coronavirus and then also too one of my co-workers one of his family members passed away and everything with the coronavirus it's not just a conspiracy theory it's not just people the government at be trying to control anybody or anything like that it's the fact that there is a virus out there it is something that cannot be controlled right now because people are not doing social distancing and not putting on a mask and using common freaking sense whenever it comes down to using germex or anything like that so i can actually see why they would actually push back uh, Bill and Ted face the music and I, like I said I get the frustration because I want to see Bill and Ted face the music it's my most anticipated movie of the year but until this whole entire thing is curved down to the point where people can say yeah this this virus and everything is no longer here we can actually go out again and not have to worry about anything and things like that you know I think that it's actually a smart move to actually um push it back a little bit. August 28th actually seems a little bit reliable, more reliable, efficient than having it on August 12th, but that's just me. I know that some people are saying, well, I think that the whole movie um, theater release and everything is, should just be canceled altogether and wait until next year. But at the same time, you know, I really would love to see a movie in theaters, but, you know, I can actually see the everybody else's point where, you know, where you actually want to have to wait a little bit. 
and even if they have to wait until next year. But think again, think of this again, though. The movie industry is a billion-dollar industry, and they don't want to have to release these films digitally because it doesn't make that much money doing it digitally versus going into the movie theater and everything, especially when you can have a crowd in an auditorium with several different times that you can actually go out and see it. And then also, too, another thing that I want to bring up is... Yeah, they released a couple of films recently, a couple of months back, like The Hunt, uh, The Way Back, and they also released Trolls, which took on over a million dollars as well. But still, I understand that people love the fact that they can actually rent a movie for like 20 bucks. And I know $20 may seem like it's an ex- expensive thing, but think of this. You're going to the movie theaters, you're spending at least $20 in gas, you're actually spending about $25 to $30 probably if you're on a date. Uh, before you go to the movies, you go on ahead, you eat something. Then you're probably going to get popcorn, that's probably about $50, $60. Before you know it, you're spending over $100 just on food and gas alone. So spending $20 just to sit at your home and eat bonbons all day and everything and just watch a movie, that sounds like a really good winner for right now. But still, there's just nothing like going into the movie theaters and getting that bowl of popcorn, that bag of popcorn, smelling the popcorn in the atmosphere, getting a Coke, and just watching a movie with other people who love films just like you do. But still, if we have to wait a little bit, we just have to wait a little bit, you know? Just, it is what it is. And we shouldn't have to keep uh, rushing the movie theaters to open or anything like that. You know, I think that, uh, speaking of which, AMC Theaters actually just delayed the opening from July 15th. And I have to say, I I hands down agree with that. Even I didn't even feel like I was comfortable with the July 15th uh, opening day. Because if you remember right, I actually said this a couple of months back that I think that they're actually going to open up in the middle of July and be lo and behold that's exactly what happened and now they're actually changing their tune and everything with the fact that they're even opening up the theaters on July 15th so I'm perfectly okay with that due to the uh, spike and the coronavirus and everything because I want people to stay safe and a matter of fact this is what the CEO of AMC theater says we continue to devote extraordinary resources into our plan to operate our theaters with a hyper commitment to the safety and health of our of our guests and associates notably the United States though our new AMC safe and clean in our theater general managers across the United States stated uh, started working full-time again today and are back in their uh, theaters gearing up to get their buildings fully ready just a few weeks from now for moviegoers. That happy day when we can come guess, uh, guess back into the most of our U.S. theaters will be Thursday, July 30th. Okay, so you're pushing it from the middle of July all the way to the end of July and that's just something that doesn't make sense to me at all. You know, I think that September or October might be your best bet to actually open up, not keep it a couple of weeks after you just announced the fact that, you know, you guys were going to go on ahead and open up on July 15th. Come on, man. July 15th is still too soon, and so is July 20th, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? No, not July 20th, but July 30th is even ridiculous as well that's still too soon to even go back into the theater because 
we've seen the spikes. We've seen the fact that no nobody is curving this thing just yet or anything like that. We were doing fine back in March and April and everything before everything became awry and everything. And now we see a spike up. We see the fact that, you know, that this virus is not going away anytime soon. We need to actually do social distancing, like I mentioned before. We need to start using common sense and stop going to crowded places. Stop doing the stupidity and everything. I understand that you guys want to go out and have a drink. I understand that you guys want to go out and have a normal, some type of normality and everything. I don't even know if normality is a word, but it is for today. But I understand that you guys actually want some normalcy, normalcy in your lives. But, you know, I don't think right now is the right time to go into a bar. I don't think right now is the right time to go into a crowded area where you're surrounded by people and everything. And all I have to say is use common sense when you're wanting to go out and everything. Like I said, I know that you guys want to go out. I know you guys want to at least have some type of normalcy. But right now is not the time to actually go out or anything like that. You know, even I'm having a hard time with trying to find things to do you on my days off and everything. Because I am a healthcare worker. I am a healthcare provider and everything. But even I try to go on ahead and try to do social distancing. I try to put, I, I put on my mask every single day when I'm working. Even whenever I'm not working, I'm inside the gas station getting something to drink. I put my mask on. I put Germex on my on me and everything. I was going to disinfect my hands. I do the stuff that needs to be done because I don't want to bring this virus home to my parents who are actually elderly. I don't want people bringing their uh, germs home or anything like that to their elderly parents or someone that can actually has bad respiratory problems or when they're sick and including my girlfriend's kid and everything too who's actually autistic who's autistic I don't want to bring something home to him or anything like that because that's how much I care about the people around me I want people to feel safe and everything I want them to know that I'm actually taking the right procedures but going back into the movie theaters on July 30th uh uh-uh that's not going to be me. And even if I could rent out a theater by myself for 40 bucks, I'm not going to take that chance either because of the fact that, yes, they are t- taking into the right procedures of disinfecting the seats and everything and doing that kind of thing. But still, there might actually be somebody that's actually working in the theater that actually has the coronavirus, and therefore I might be contracted to that virus. So no, I am not going to the theaters anytime soon. So good luck with that if you guys are actually going into the theater or going into crowded areas, because that's just not me. I'm sorry if I'm going on a rant and everything, but I just feel that strongly about what I'm doing. So let me go on ahead and go into this whole entire thing about Unsolved Mysteries going into Netflix. I still remember Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. I still remember the theme song for Unsolved Mysteries. And I remember watching Unsolved Mysteries as a kid and actually trying to pick out and try and solve different crimes. This show aired in 1987. And now, and it actually uh, ended on April 27th of 2010. And... You know, I actually liked the show a lot. I remember actually trying to solve the murders and everything. As a matter of fact, they actually caught a lot of people that were um, 
wanted by the FBI because of Unsolved Mysteries. They caught several serial killers because of Unsolved Mysteries. There were a lot of people that actually called into the show and said, hey, look, we saw this guy or this girl that you talked about on Unsolved Mysteries, and she's over here or he's over there. So Unsolved Mystery is definitely a great, great um, show. I really have to give Unsolved Mysteries credit where credit is due. And, you know, like I said, this this show is just really great. And, matter of fact, I remember Raymond Burr, who who was the Unsolved Mysteries um, host. And I remember just him on how the way he spoke, the way he actually presented the show, and how it just gave me goosebumps actually listening to him talk about certain events that actually happened with certain people. I really cannot wait until I see Unsolved Mysteries with this whole entire new thing here that they're doing. I wonder who they're actually going to get to be the host of this. And, you know, because I didn't really look into it that much or anything like that. Um, because of the fact that, you know, I just didn't have the time. But just the thought of the fact that we are getting another Unsolved Mysteries actually makes me excited about it. And, you know, okay, Robert Stack is actually the... Uh, actually the host for the show for the 2020 version, and I don't know what he's played in or anything like that. And, you know, I'm interested to see how he's actually going to present the show, if they're actually going to keep the same theme song, or if he's going to do a, a, an impression of the original actor or anything like that, you know? But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what Robert Stack is actually going to do with it, because... Of the fact that I think that he could have, he's going to be doing a really good job with what he has. So, with that being said, I hope that you guys actually enjoyed this episode a lot. And another thing too that I want to talk about real fast is, um, I appreciate everything that my fan community actually does for me. I love getting messages from you guys. I love memes that you guys actually want me to post onto the movie lovers page or one asking me questions about tv tv news or movie news that i've heard about or what happened to a certain movie why didn't this movie uh come out or anything like that when it was announced i love getting stuff like that in the inbox every single time that i turn around because it just goes to show you how well this community that i've actually built since 2014 and how much this has actually grown with 16,000 fans. And I just want to say thank you so much. But let me just tell you this. I was presented with some sad news by one of my fans recently. And it brought me up to this whole entire thing where I feel like I just need to talk about it for a minute. And the guy, the, one of my fans' names is Mike Foster. Mike Foster messaged me. And his heart is literally broken because of the fact that his mom wanted up having a seizure. And then when she had the seizure, she hit her head and basically her head split, um, either it split open or she, anyways, she wanted up being on a ventilator. And also too, I'm not sure if she has the coronavirus or anything like that, but anyways, there was some stuff that's going on in her lungs itself. And it's just, it's just sad that someone is going through such a hard time right now and as a matter of fact I'm actually going to put in the description of my show notes if you guys actually wanted to go into his GoFundMe and donate some money just five bucks towards the cause 
and everything because of the fact that he doesn't know how his mom's going to be whenever she, um, when she gets out of the hospital or anything like that. Because, yeah, she's not hooked up to the ventilators now or anything like that. But, and yes, she, her eyes are open. She can actually move her feet. And also, too, she, um, and also as well, they, there's also a chance of brain damage as well. So there's that. And I just want to go ahead, donate towards the cause. Donate five bucks if you can for Mike Foster. He's a great fan of mine. He's always laughing. He's always giving me something to laugh at or whatever. He's a good guy. So, like I said, I'll have the GoFundMe up and everything in the link below. So that way you guys can go on ahead and donate towards the cause for his mom. And everybody has a mom and everything. Nobody wants anything to happen to their mother or or anybody. And certain events actually happen to where someone something bad might happen to one, your spouse or your mother or your father or anyone that you're friends with. And you know, I just hate to see people suffer with some something like this, especially when someone that is a good person. And Mike, I just want to let you know my thoughts and prayers are with you, man. If you're listening to this. You know, message me, message the page. Let me know how you guys, how you are doing, and let me know how your mom is doing. And I don't want to. I know this is kind of ending it on the sad note and everything, but there's just some things that it goes way behind beyond movies and TV news, and it's just real life. And that's how I feel about it. It's just real life events happening, and there's some sadness in the world and everything today, especially when you look at everything. So. Mike, if you're listening to this, I'm actually going to donate $5 this Thursday towards towards the cause and everything. So I'm going to be donating $5 to you. So that's going to be it for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I said, I didn't mean to end this on a sad note or anything like that. It's just that some things I feel like that actually need to be mentioned that's a little bit more important than movie news or TV news. And so anyways, with that being said, until next time, bye-bye. Have a great day, and until next time, bye.